Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nope. Solzy. Jmart. And the Red Baron. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I, I made sure to put in and joined by this time. I know it throws you off, Mark. Yeah, it tricked me last week. Yeah. Anyway, um, starting lineups. Starting lineups. We have a Goose Island theme table today. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yet. One day. So, uh, Red Baron, would you like to lead us off? I have the Goose Oatmeal Stout. You had to look at it to read that? Like, you're just going to remember Oatmeal Stout? You know, I'm doing it, like, for the camera that we don't have yet. Oh, okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, okay. Pause for effect. Beautiful. I have the Fulton Street Blend Coffee Ale. It's very good. It's like iced coffee. Excellent. I have the Koi Wolf. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the Alt nice. Beer. The Alt Beer. Um, and then, so, um, I have a lot of these... Uh, farmhouse ales, so the Red Baron has decided I should make a series out of it over the course of however many shows. Is there egg in it? Yep. <laughs> Is there <laughs> so egg in it? over the course of the uh, the next, I don't know, what do we count, like six shows probably? Yeah, six, seven. I'll be featuring a different uh, 750 milliliter sized farmhouse ale. What about some crispy onions? Shut up, souls. Um, so this one is uh, the Sophie, the Belgian style. And it's been aged for five years. There you go. It's only supposed to be aged for one month, so we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, our toast to excellence, we decided we're going to add in a new feature to the show off of our uh, piggybacking off of our, our good friend uh, Peter Pino at PPRN Radio Network. Everybody is going to give their own toast of excellence from now on, kind of like the What You Learned segment on PPRN. So, Red Baron? Uh, my toast to excellence is for Larry Fitzgerald. He was featured last week, but he once again jumped ahead on the receiving yards list ahead of Randy Moss, so... Just him a golf clap, Kyle. Bravo, Larry. <laughs> Mine's going to go out to someone even better. Michael <laughs> Beasley of the New York Knicks for following out in, what did we say, 10 minutes? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 0 for 3 shooting. Two rebounds. He got a standing ovation. So, we salute. Oh. Are going to do this for everybody? <laughs> we'll see what yeah. happens. <laughs> and mine, if we're Big Ben... Roethlisberger. Actually, check the fantasy name. It's Big Ben Cucklesberger. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> he the only quarterback to ever throw 500 yards in a single pass in a single game, three times. There were so many ways you could have worded that, <laughs> and you picked the worst one. You think I care? <laughs> Never seen a video of a train derailing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just reiterate it. He's the only quarterback to have thrown for 500 yards in three games. No, I like no, to no, do no. it my three way. Three games, only quarterback, 500 <laughs> games. Gotcha. Go. You know what? I'm going to drink all of that. I'd like to give my toast out to Brian Cashman, the GM of the Yankees, for oh, building what looks to be another dynasty Yankees it's team. Works today. Um, so and I would like to give staff my, for now. shut it. Um, mine might be mine's a little heartfelt. My toast of excellence goes out to the finalized career of the greatest return man in all of NFL football. Devin Hester announced his retirement. So a toast, a toast to them. Can't help but notice, but mine didn't get the golf. It's because you were throwing up. I clapped for you. <laughs> I can't open mine. Can't open it. It's right. doesn't even have an opener. Right. Awesome. He does have an opener. <laughs> I put it next to him. I oh, pointed boy. to it and showed him, and he still didn't go for it. We have an explosion over here. Not me for once. In the uh... oh oh no! no I'm just joking. <laughs> oh god! You get you okay, Paul? That's yeah, pretty tasty. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> He's making a mess here at the GDH Woodcrafting hey, Studios. Hey, Steve, why is this doing this? It's supposed to age well. <laughs> Steve, Steve, he was on a show earlier this year. He joins us tonight, as well as his brother Greg, who um, is the owner of the studio here. I, th- I think the Riddler's going to have to just finish his beer now. <laughs> it's it's just foaming and foaming. That was one excited beer. It was just so so ready to be opened. He's tearing was, up a little bit. It was yearning. What do we got? Good to go? I was really looking forward to enjoying this. It's all over my face <laughs> and my chin. I feel like Asa Akira. <laughs> all right. I think we're good. All right. Where were we? Two minutes from now, it just starts <laughs> up again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it tastes good, but I don't really think it was meant to be drank like that. Oh, God. It's foaming up. Um, all right. Anyway, where, where do we leave off? Ah, shot trivia? Well, before we get into that, 
there's two guys that already owe shots. Oh, True. My now, Jmart hasn't had the private stock yet. No, but I've heard. I'll go first. Someone's picking up where he left off last week. Yeah. It tastes like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make sure that uh, Stev gets a... So, every time it was drank, there was a different taste. Kyle, did it not age well? Oh, dude, <laughs> it tastes like complete vomit. <laughs> so we got... Over to Greg or around Greg. the horn? Hey, go, give, give. It's like peppermint. <laughs> that's, what, that's what uh, the Red Baron was getting. I don't feel that way. And then, so... It sits funny. Machine will be doing his shot for getting the trivia question wrong. You like you just like that sound. Love it. Give it a healthy gulp. Like a man. Excellent. Oh, you loved it last time. Oh, he still likes it. Really <laughs> Does not taste bad. as it's good as I remember. Funny. It's a great bottle. I'm a big fan of the bottle. It's like the old west. So yeah. I took a peek inside the bottle and it's coming. Oh yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's creeping. There it is. Vesuvius. It's like a soul's erection. Oh, it shrunk. Never mind. It's growing back up. Oh, there we go. Now, the, the question I have is, um, to coincide, we're talking basketball tonight. How many regular season games are played in total? In total, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's like, oh, man. This isn't one I can just try to figure out in my head. <laughs> Jeff's going to use the calculator nope, on his nope, phone, but no he doesn't cheating. know how to use the equation. <laughs> if caught cheating... So I'm going to just do some quick math in my head. There's uh, no nope. answer now. 82 games, 30 Give teams, me a number. Uh, 621. I don't think you did this correctly. What do you mean? I just don't think you did it correctly. 2,600. <laughs> we'll go with uh, 483. <laughs> 483. And Riddler? Uh, did, did, wait, did you give an answer, Riddler? Uh, 621. 621? <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll go with 999. The correct answer is 2,460. I just picked a number between two people, so I knew I wouldn't be wrong. Kyle lost. Because <laughs> you didn't carry the nine. <laughs> you didn't carry the nine. All right, so that was a weird question. I didn't like that one. You know it's bad when I get a math equation almost right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this thing is just not stopping. It's regurgitating itself. The, the problem is, is that I have six more of these all aged the same oh. amount of time. I'm very nervous. Um, if we could backtrack just for a second, we should, to to spotlight your your series here. I don't have it to souls. He tried to hit the top of my beer bottle, and I kind of yelled no. <laughs> Why is it called Sophie? Um, I don't know. No. I'll do the research. I'll come back with an answer next week. I like it because they're all female names. There's the Juliet. There's a Matilda. Juliet. Did I say that one already? Um, Thanks, so. but that's Halea. They're all, all female names. So, yeah, Mock... Oh, wait. This is a really broken up show today. I don't like it. Uh, it's the holidays. Souls, do you have the, the Pick'em updates? Because we haven't done that in a while. No, I don't. You don't, I don't have, have that, but I know the standings. Okay, well, give us the standings. Paul is in first by two games over Kyle. Mock's in third. Kendall's in fourth. And Jeff's in fifth. But Kendall and Jeff are only three and four games out from Mock. Whoa. Ooh, we're coming for you. The quest for last. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Kyle, we should get them all wrong. We should finish last. Let's duel it out. We could try, but we'll probably end up winning more games. Yeah. You're an ass. Um, so, Machine Watchable gave it away. NBA show. What? What? <laughs> so, this was uh, this was Kyle's birth of a child. He'd, he wanted to come up with the topics for this. Are you excited? Yeah, see how it goes. Yeah. So, Kyle, which which would you like to lead off with? You want to lead off with uh, the all star all star candidates? Yeah, we could do that. So, round the horn, first time all star potential candidates, players that have never made the all star game that should make it this year. I guess I'm going to lead off, Kyle. I'm going to say, don't think the guy deserves it, but it's going to be Lonzo Ball. <laughs> don't think the guy deserves it. Lavar's going to put a team together to get him in there. All right, that's fair. Uh, Souls? I'm going to go with Victor or Depot. Oh, real, real quick. Does anybody at the table agree with Lonzo Ball? I disagree. No, he's not making it. I disagree also. Excellent. Yeah, he's not making it. All right, perfect. If he, makes it, think? If, he makes <laughs> it, if he makes it, we all have to do a gross shot, including Mark. Yep. Yep. Souls? I'm going with Victor or Depot. Nice. The guy is averaging about 20-plus points a game, about seven and rebounds and six assists, and completely carrying the Pacers on his back. Yeah, he sure is. 
Everyone looked at that trade and was like, wow, you got nothing in return for Paul George. But now you look and Oladipo's leading the team, something Paul George really didn't do. And the numbers show. I mean, he's actually averaging more in every stat than Paul George is this year. And, and beat the Cavs nowhere. twice. So, definitely. I agree. I agree with surprise. Oladipo. I agree with Oladipo. But he won't be a starter. No. No, no. Mark, do you agree with Oladipo? I, I do agree. Jamar? Oh, yeah. Plain? I agree also. Jamar, who's your all-star prediction? A guy that should have made it for the last decade just about. Luol Deng? Luol Deng, no. <laughs> Damian Lillard, and especially with Steph Curry injured, you know, he's got a, a window to make it finally. He really should have made it the last few years, but it's just such a point guard heavy league. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he makes it. We don't know. We don't. We thought that the last three yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much is the, the notable snub every season. So it's sad. Red Baron, uh, Ben Simmons. Well, all right. uh, he's playing some good basketball this year. Uh, not deserving of the rookie <laughs> of the year, though she will be awarded most likely. Um, Excellent. Kyle's but, erection just went down. Well, you know, shout out to the 76ers. You know, trust the process. Uh, whatever that process is, is yet to be seen. But they're playing decent basketball, and I think uh, good for Simmons. <laughs> good for Simmons. Kyle wants to debate you so bad, but you said right. a nice thing about him. Debate me, souls. <laughs> Regard me. Uh, I say Devin Booker. Yeah, he'll probably make it. I think so. I just, he's kind of been playing lights out. And they let him shoot like 55 times a game. Doesn't matter. kind of has to. No, I don't disagree with it. I just... I think you should make the All-Star game. Disagree with me if you will. He'll probably make a three-point competition, too. Yeah, probably. But that's because he takes 30 a game. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't matter because Anthony Davis is going to win it. He probably won't participate. Oh, he'll be in there. He'll they be should, in there, Kyle. They should make, like, two three-point contests. They should make, like, a fun, like a real one and then, like, a fun one. Because, like, I would have loved to have seen a three-point contest where the final was, like, Shaq and Ben Wallace. And Dwight. Good. And Dwight. Or like a free throw challenge. Ooh, that'd be nice. Like how boring that'd be to watch though. <laughs> no, not at all. What if you take like the lowest percentages. <laughs> yeah. Take like DeAndre Jordan, people that airball them. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And you then make them do it blindfolded. Well, see, too. You, well, no, not blindfolded, but you make it like a like a what's called like a forty second clock. And someone's instead of having a rack like they do in the three point contest, someone's feeding them the ball. So they're catching it and then they're shooting it. And then every 10 seconds, like a, a horn will go off and they have to sh- change the shooting style. So one handed free throws, then it'll be normal free throws, then granny style free throws, and then behind the back free throws. You know what? Guarantee they'll probably make more granny style than they do regularly. Just shoot them with tennis balls while they try and shoot. <laughs> shoot them with tennis balls? Oh man, that'd be terrible. Do you so, think, oh, I'm no. sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, do you think any player could shoot threes blindfolded regularly? Yeah, he's sitting at the table. Oh, is that you? me? Wow. I mean, I could think of a handful of NBA players that probably like past and present that could do it. I mean, I think, I think Steph Curry has just a natural like awareness of yeah. where the hoop is. Ray Allen, Virgil um, Miller, um, <laughs> K. Korv, K. Korv. So do you think that would be like a Brad stupid... Miller? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be... not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made a U.S. Olympic team, and it was hilarious. Would that be a stupid contest? Yeah. Blindfolded? You know why it's stupid, though? Because you said it. Ah, see, yeah. I, I had a feeling. If Skip Bayless said it, I'd have been all about it. Um, So let's, you know, we we kind of talk about, you know, hot and not teams for, like, the NFL and stuff. But just, so, like, what teams are you buyers on and sellers on for, like, the NBA right now type of thing? You know, because certain teams start off hot and doesn't finish that way, you know. So do you, are you buying or selling on the Boston Celtics? Well, I guess I'll give you like a preface. So are you buying or selling on the Boston Celtics going to the NBA Finals? I'm selling. I feel like they're too young. Even with Kyrie, the team around them is still very, very, like, they're not there yet. Okay. Horford's very soft. Tatum and Brown have, didn't play a lot last year. Tatum's a rookie. I just don't feel like they can handle, you know, like the Wizards in a big time situation or the Cavs. See, I almost agreed, but I think they handle everyone but the Cavs. I think they're one defensive piece away. I think trading Crowder was a big mistake, looking back. You don't have that enforcer defensively. 
I mean, Marcus Smart's a great defender, but he's not going to guard a four or five. Well, I mean, in hindsight, too, thinking about it, the defense could have suffered a little bit if they still had the 20 points per game from yeah. Gordon Hayward. But I agree, with, I agree with you. Crowder was – if the Celtics could go back and redo that trade, I would be willing to give up everybody except for Crowder. That's like – I feel like he was the one guy on that team. Yeah. That he also lost a lot of defense from Avery Bradley, too. Yeah. True. All right. So we'll kind of get into this topic of potential people later, but J-Mart, are you buying or selling – on James Harden being league MVP? I'm going to buy into that fully. I said it earlier in another show. He didn't get it last year narrowly. I think he definitely gets it this year. He's putting up just about the same numbers, if not better. He's got a better cast around him. And you look at the guy that won it last year, and he's got to battle his minutes with all the other superstars they have. So his stats are kind of a little bit lower. He's still getting the triple doubles, but Hmm. James Harden's winning. True. And putting those numbers up. I'm buying on Harden. That wasn't that wasn't the question. Well, I'm answering it. No. He looks like the best player in the NBA right now. We're gonna now. give you questions that you can answer. Well, Are you one. buying or selling that the Pelicans trade either Cousins or Davis by the trade deadline? I'm buying that they trade Cousins. I think he's gonna get more interest. Davis seems to always be hurt. Are you buying or selling on the gumbo prices at the stadium? <laughs> gumbo <laughs> prices? Buying. I'm buying. Crawdaddies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kendall, Red Baron, are you buying or selling on, after what we've seen so far in this NBA season, are you buying or selling Oklahoma City's big three? I am buying. I think it's it's early yet. Uh, I think there's a lot of basketball to be played, and I think you know they'll kind of find a more cohesive, you know, I think it's tough to throw a big three together. And you know, make it work. I don't know. Do you guys disagree that you? Can't I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm the unbiased person. Kyle, argue with the man. You think you can just throw a big three together and just expect it to work? It all depends on the players. Uh, I think Oklahoma City have had three guys that love to score the ball and not pass. But like in in um, Miami, LeBron and Wade, who both you know like the ball in their hand too, they made it work towards the end. That's why I see Oklahoma City doing. Well, I guess that's how I feel. Also, I think it's it's early yet to be like, oh, well, this was a mistake. Well, I feel like Miami's big three worked too because it was a cl- they were close knit off the court yeah. as well as they were on the court. Not that like George and Anthony and Westbrook aren't friendly off the court, but like like Wade and Bosh spend Christmas together, you know, with their families, and and LeBron and, and Wade they train together off in the off seasons all and the they time. They were all part of Team USA They're, team, right? You know, so like they just have a they have a close knit relationship on and off the court, locker room, personal life, the whole thing. So it just kind of worked. Um, I don't know how Boston's worked right off the get-go, to be honest yeah. with you. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, really, it's only Kyrie. So he's No, like, no, no. Like the old, the the old big three. Oh. Garnett. It's, you, so you have a guy that is just probably the most one of the most angry, like just power forwards to ever play the game and just likes to swear at people and use provocative language. <laughs> In the stands. Yep. And then you have this just bald-headed three-point shooter that – you know, just kind of soft-spoken, doesn't really seem to, like, be aggressive at all. And then you've got this guy who was the leading scorer for the team forever, kind of looks like the guy from Empire, and, <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any hey, sense to me. Rondo, too. Yeah, it's true. The big three plus Rondo. Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> big Baby Davis is what you meant to say. Oh. And they had Eddie House, which is more important. Right, Karen? Right, Ben? Yeah, see? All right, so we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a couple more of these, and then we'll, we'll move on. Um... So I, I like this one for Jamar. So Jamar, are you buying or selling the Knicks making the playoffs? I am buying. I think the eight seed is where we wind up ultimately. Um, it's been surprising so far to see the success. I mean, recent injuries are kind of the only thing that have really taken a toll. We have to win on the road, though. That's the big issue with the team right now. And I think that's something that they they will find success doing as we move forward. It's still early. you got a bunch of young kids. They're giving Frank the minutes now. Once they start getting their chemistry up, I think that's when the road wins start. So, are you buying or selling Minnesota being a top three team in the West? Selling. They're not going to be a top three. They'll make the playoff, but they'll probably be like a five or a six. Because they're very young still with Towns and Butler, you know, they still haven't played a whole season together yet, so I think they'll be the like in the middle of the road team. 
But I think in, in the next few years, they'll be able to become a three, a top three seed. Right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Mark, are you buying or selling a Warriors, Cavaliers, NBA Finals? Buying. I don't see anyone that... The Pelicans were going to make it this uh, year. They're going to get knocked out on a bad call. <laughs> um, I mean, the Warriors, I think, they, they don't seem to be as powerful as they were last year, but they're going to cruise through the playoffs, and I don't think the Celtics will be able to beat the Cavs. All right, and Red Baron. Yes. <laughs> uh, you suck. Um, are you buying or selling on Milwaukee being a top four team in the East? I don't understand the question. <laughs> no, uh, um, I am selling. I'm selling. Uh, I think they're just there are much better teams in the West that will. Well, they're in the East. I said East. Ooh, oh, they private, stock. private stock. This so, is an elaborate ploy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I said East. I don't really know how it was the ploy, but. Uh, just better teams, uh, and you know, <laughs> the, 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 the reason is the same. I mean, they're they're a middle of the pack team, and they will fizzle out. All right, that's fair. So we kind of touched on it with Jmart uh, MVP discussion. Obviously, James Harden. Um, I think it could be unanimous across the table that James Harden is leading the the race as of now for MVP. But um, what other what other cases can be made? LeBron James. He's literally brought the cab from being like four or five games under five hundred to bring him over ten games over five hundred. He pretty much has single handedly been responsible for their winning so far too. I mean, Thomas isn't back yet. That could be the big factor though. If if Thomas comes back, his numbers could fall. He's averaging twenty five plus points, seven rebounds, ten assists. He's doing it all. I, I mean, every year. You could make a case for LeBron. I say he's always going to be in there. Sometimes I get baffled as to how he's not MVP every year. Yeah, that's fair. Any any other names? You could always make a case for Westbrook. I was going to say Durant. Durant this year, especially with with Curry being out for a little while, it'll be up to him to lead the team. Boogie. <laughs> if you talk about like most valuable player, like like the way they should be, or oh, Depot should be in contention because. He isn't the reason why the Pacers are yeah, five games over. It doesn't matter what sport we cover, that will always be the discussion. If the MVP trophy actually went for something it was supposed oh, yeah. to be for, last year in the NBA was probably the first time I've ever seen the, the MVP trophy go to a deserving person for what the trophy stands for. Yep. Because I, I think I think the Rockets would have made the playoffs without Harden. They just would have been an eight seed and they would have got swept real easily. Because they still had scoring without him. They were a very high-scoring team. And it's not like Harden add, adds a lot defensively to that team. But Oklahoma wouldn't have, they well, wouldn't have yeah. even well, scratched about, the playoffs. That's how I feel about Oladipo. No, that's what he's saying. Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what, like that will always be the discussion. And so, like if the season ended now, I if that's how it worked, yeah. And let's let's be realistic. If if Westbrook didn't average a triple double, it would have been Harden last year. Oh, yeah. Even if even if it was nine point nine, nine point nine, and nine point nine, because that it would have went to Harden. Oladipo was literally. Making game winning shots. No, I agree. I agree with you. I'm just saying that's unfortunately that's not it's how not the league. Arguing. No, no, I'm just Kyle. explaining. <laughs> like I'm explaining why, like he should be. In Kyle's contention. been following Oladipo. Ever he went since to he Michigan kid. State, right? Indiana. Oh, Indiana. my mistake. He's a big Indiana fan. Always no, been. We all know. This. I just paid attention. Did your cousin draft him? Yes, he did. I thought that so. was his first ever draft pick. And he traded for Serge Ibaka. Together, why? That's why he's back in Oklahoma City. Love you, Rob. Um, you just blew our chance of being on the show. Uh, he'll be on the show anyways. So, <laughs> if, let's just say, like, things go this way. If Golden State overtakes Houston and takes the one seed, if Boston can withstand Cleveland and win the one seed, do you think Kyrie was deserving of an MVP? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll just kind of you know keep his stats somewhat parallel to what they're doing, maybe a little better. But I mean, he's he's pretty much putting up outstanding numbers anyway. So he's one of the biggest reasons why the Celtics are where they they're at. They lost Gordon Hayward for the year. You know, he's making the younger kids better. That's why I think an MVP they makes his team around him better, not just you know him better. Jim, you don't you don't seem to be buying in on on Kyrie Irving being potential uh, MVP. I mean. As of right now, he for sure could be. I'm just I'm never I'm never sure with the Boston Celtics. 
What about Mask? I don't know Kyrie? what to expect all season long. Yeah, would Mask Kyrie be MVP? Oh, for sure. Yeah, or untucked had, jersey if Kyrie? If he had the combination of the two. He, there should be multiple Kyries in 2K. That's what I said. It's like in the WWE games where you unlock like vintage outfits for characters. <laughs> you should be able to be masked Kyrie, untucked jersey Kyrie, uh, Kyrie with no shoes because he gave him away too early in the game. <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys because a lot of that stuff behind Kyrie, like when he left, was would he be able to play without LeBron? Will that weigh in on his No, because MVP he played without LeBron before. Yeah, I, I, think, the, I think the discussion really like they just said can he play without LeBron but I think the real discussion was he was good and then LeBron came and Kyrie became great could he be great without LeBron and I think even though we're only you know what just shy of 30 games into the season I think he's proven so far yeah he can be great without LeBron because the thing is when he first came into the league he didn't have LeBron so he was like he had to be the guy right away right and I think I think when he first started before LeBron came back I think he was very good but I don't think he was great he became great because of LeBron. Obviously, it takes pressure off of you. It opens you up because LeBron's going to get attention. And then, you know, cue Kevin Love and the emergence of Tristan Thompson from last year, not this year. Um, yeah, because of the Kardashian. Yeah, Corver, all these other players that can score or attract attention on certain areas of the court. But I think so far this season, he's proven that he can be... He can play at the caliber he had been with LeBron without LeBron. If that yeah. makes sense. I, I think it's something, too, that the media really blows up because it's a great story. It's a great feud. They're already rivals, the two teams. Then, you you know, you throw Kyrie requesting a trade. He He's great. I mean, look back to the finals where the Cavs won. I think everyone that watched it will remember the three-pointer he drained over Curry. Yeah. He's just... Now just regular Kyrie. That's true. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Was no mask. That was Cavs Kyrie. <laughs> Cavs Kyrie. Um, so <clears throat> let's kind of switch to the the helm a little bit. We talked about potential MVP candidates, which obviously means you know, for the most part, veteran players that have fine tuned their game and know what they're doing. Let's go to the flip side. Rookies. What rookies have most impressed you this season, with the exception of Ben Simmons? Just because Ben Simmons is kind of, if we're going to, you know, when we talk MVP, LeBron type of thing, when we talk rookies, I think it's fair to leave Ben Simmons out of it because. He's not a rookie? No, just because <laughs> Ben Simmons. He's putting up like he's seasoned pretty, vet numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's hands down the best rookie. So let's leave it off the table and talk about other rookies. Yeah. I'm just going to lead off. What was that? No, go ahead, go ahead. Jason Tatum is really impressive to me. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, he was very well regarded going into the draft to begin with. But then you have to figure he's going to come off the bench. You know, you got Gordon Hayward. He gets hurt. It's, it's got to be real for him then. He's a teenager, and they're throwing him right into the starting lineup of a competitive team. And he's been killing it. Killing Kyle? I'm going to go with OG Anoble. Nice. From Toronto. His numbers aren't going to, like, jump out at you. But his defense, they're making him guard, you know, the LeBron. They're making him guard the, LeBron, the team's LeBron. best player. You know, he's taking, he's doing pretty well with it. You know, once his jump shot, once he fixes his jump shot, he'll be even more scared. And I think, you know, a couple years down the line, he's going to be a big name that everybody needs to watch out for. That's fair. I'm going to double down and say Lonzo again. If you look at this young kid coming in, I know Jeff's mad. But but look at the pressure that was put on this kid before he even stepped on the court in the NBA. And he's not shit in the bed. He's not, you know, playing a superstar caliber, but he's not totally fading out. I just don't think his head's in it at all. He's not having fun. He's, he's passive. He's not having fun. He, he should have... If he was going to succeed, I think he should have been... He would have been drafted by another team if he was going to succeed. I'm just Lakers was a bad spot. Here, if him. he's going to succeed, we need to get rid of Lavar at the games and just tone him out completely. If he went to like, say, if the Sixers didn't pick Markel Fultz and he fell to the Sixers, I think he'd be better there because I don't think so. I think he goes through the same struggle. But, uh, he but, needs but, to differentiate himself. He needs to be the NBA player, not the dad that. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. With the the pressure that's been put around him from his dad and now his two brothers, you know, he he's. Kind of standing on his own, playing mm. decently. You know, he's not horrible. I'm just questioning his character and his desire at this point. I mean, we've seen 
the team got in a scuffle and he just walks away. He's just insanely passive when he needs to step up. Is this at all a big market, small market issue where him playing and affecting his his play? No, I agree with Jeff. I think he would have struggled anywhere. Um, and and the reason I say that is because he – granted, yes, there's the pressure from his father and from the media and all this stuff, but he's a – he's how, how old is he? What, 21? Not even. 20, 21. 20. So 20, 21, you're playing at the highest possible level of the sport you love for the team you grew up watching, and you can't have fun with that. You're not having fun anywhere else, that's for sure. I mean, if if I if I was twenty years old and the Bulls let me play one game, I'd have the time of my life. I'd fall out in like three minutes. <laughs> I would take every three, <laughs> but short arm all of them. But it's just he's just not having fun. That's that's just. I think I talked about it on a previous show. I watched the Bulls Lakers game, and the commentators all they were talking about was just he doesn't have fun. He's never out there. He's not smiling. He's not laughing with his teammates. You know, he someone you know. Ingram throws, you know, a dime alley-oop from half court and Lonzo catches it with one hand and yams it over a six foot eight defender and he just comes down like he's just he's not excited about it. He doesn't get amped up. There's no passion. And I'm sorry, but you know, I understand you're making you're getting paid a lot of money to win, and if you don't do it, they're you're gonna they're gonna ship you out elsewhere. But you you got to go back to the reason you started playing basketball. How was he, he in college? Well, I was going to ask Sorry. the same question. I feel like I've seen clips of him. He was never smiling in college. Well, in, college, was in, college? in college, he was like the best player in college last year. What, what I mean is, as far as personality-wise, like, is that just how he is? Or was he you know, more... On the clips, he always seems so stoic. No, because maybe like while playing, but like you go to pre-draft interviews, draft day interviews, in, you know, uh, game interviews during his college career, and... He'd laugh with reporters or, you know, like he'd get a chuckle about someone making a comment about his dad or, or this or that. And he's just been stone-faced since the season tip-off. Well, in college, you know, he was able to do what he wants because everybody's his age. Everybody's, you know, is at the same talent level he is. Like, they're more they're the same maturity level as he is. So he was able to play, you know, with a lot of confidence. In the NBA, you know, he's facing like LeBron James, the, one of the greatest players of all time. And he the can't, LeBron James. And he can't, you know, match up to that. And I feel like that's hurting him and his father's on his other ear saying, you know, you got to get to his level. And it's making him feel like he has to push oh, more and more. LeVar's the problem. Uh, LeVar's the problem. Maybe, but... He'll be in Lithuania for a lot of time now, so who cares? <laughs> that's, um, not, that's not a definite. It is. It, it's tough, but I think a part of it, too, is I think Lonzo Ball's not having fun because he was the highest rated college player coming out of the draft, right? Technically speaking. Like he was the, he was the best collegiate player last year. And yeah. one of we'll say top 3 high, you know, highest rated players. He's not even the best rookie on the Lakers. Nope. And I mean, I know that that wasn't the case coming into it, but now the season's underway. We're well into the season, so this isn't, you know, it wasn't a four-game fluke. You know, he wasn't, you know, he didn't come out and have rookie nerves. He's just not playing well. And he's not even the best rookie on the team. And Kyle getting... Kuzma playing out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you meant that. I like the emphasis on ass. That's well, the best my part. thing is, all right, so Kyle Kuzma, you know, was a late first-round pick. Usually late first-round picks, you know, go to the D-League. They don't really get the playing time that you would expect. They brought him in right away. He came off the bench, scored 15 points the first game. The next game he scored 18 points. Then he, then he became in the starting lineup, consistently scoring. You know, that's the confidence that Lonzo's missing. True. How accurate are those numbers? Pretty accurate. They are fairly. I'm yeah. surprised. Um, I'll say, too, um, getting back to the discussion at hand, um, I mean, it's biased, but Laurie Markkinen. I mean, it's kind of fallen off a little bit. He was playing lights out in the beginning of the year, but that's also because nobody else on the Bulls was doing anything. Now, that you know, they got Chris Dunn back, and he's starting to score and play defense. You got Miritich too. Miritich come minutes. back and he's taken well, he's taken minutes and Portis is back and it's not even minutes because Markin's still averaging thirty minutes a game, but there's more scoring options. He doesn't have to be the guy, but I mean, still so far in. I mean, he's he's averaging just under fifteen points a game. He's got eight boards and he's I mean he's shooting forty percent from the field and thirty three from behind the arc, and I think a big importance too, especially for a big man 
that is going to be scoring as often as he is and, you know, does like the, the Porzingis type of play all over the court on the offensive side, he's averaging less than one turnover per game and just over a, one foul a game, which I think is pretty impressive for a rookie of any position. Because yeah. that's, usually that's one of the first things that they're going to start doing is ill-advised passes, uh, dumb fouls, things like that. And I think he's been pretty poised. But he's also foreign, so... Well, well he's, he's he played good, college. In good US. piece to build around moving forward. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the Bulls have some potential. Yeah. Chris Dunn's Chris Dunn's been playing pretty well. He's he's living up to the the player that he should have been. Well, they allowed him. They allowed him to play. Right. Minnesota, and he was kind of like the back. If, end if of Levine them. is able to have his explosiveness when he comes back, that'll definitely be exciting. They've got Portis. Valentine's kind of coming into his own this year. So who knows? Maybe this kid's you know they're going to trade Miritich. They just resigned him. I don't know if they will. They might not. They have the money. <laughs> They're not really paying anybody right now. True. Half their team is under rookie contract or like on the minimum. Kind of like another team right now. The Phillies. Don't worry about it. Different talk. Yeah. You, Ty, you looked at me like I should have known where you yeah, were going with you, that. You said it and you like looked at him. And I was like, the Pelicans. No way this is the Pelicans. <laughs> they have like two of the highest. Yeah, you could, yeah that's true. I'm not right. mad enough to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's, you know, we get the season. Um, I was talking to Jeff, too. I mean, I don't know if Kyle or Jeff have any weigh-in on this, but uh, watching some some games this season, and I followed this one on my phone last night, but I think last... Was it last night, right? The the Lakers and the Knicks? Oh, yeah. That, I think that was might be one of the best there games that have so been played so far changes. this season. Yeah, it, was, nice. it was a very exciting fourth quarter. It was an exciting overtime. The Knicks kind of pulled away a little bit at the end, enough to stay comfortable because they just weren't missing. But it was, that was a very exciting game. It was a lot of... A lot of physical, you know, aggressive offensive rebounds yeah. on putbacks. And it was, I mean, Porzingis was, you know, showing that, hey, I can be the guy at, in any clutch situation. And it was a really exciting game. Saw a lot of LeVar on the sidelines there. Yeah. He was pretty animated. He dabbed up Spike Lee before the game. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, the thing about the Knicks this year, they added a little toughness in Ennis Cantor, which they didn't have last year. Don't forget Frank the Tank. Well, I'm saying, like, they, Ooh, were, they, were, they were a soft <laughs> team last year. No, no, yes, no. Yes, Why? yes, The Knicks were no, a very were, soft team last year. They've really made it a focus to defense. They, they want to improve defensively, and we have the scoring. Like, Tim Hardaway, yes, they. I feel like they still overpaid for him. I don't think so. I think he's going to play. Like, right now, I'd say he's worth what he's making this year. Does he do it the whole contract? To <clears> me, that's going to really depend. Well, he's going to pay $70 million, which everyone thought at the time was asinine of a contract. Look at Mozgov. It's like the cap. There's no such thing as an ass nine contract in the NBA anymore. There just isn't. There, there's so many players that are getting so much more money than they deserve. Joe Kim. Yeah. How many Knicks players are we going to name? Mm, that's it. So, well, Ron Baker, but I don't know how his contract works now. He's he only one down. year. Now. They're not paying Ron Baker enough. I mean, he made more than Rondo and oh. Rose. So? Good. That's absurd. Have you seen the man? <laughs> He's beautiful. He did just come back up too. Better watch out. That guy's going to average four points a game and three turnovers <laughs> and <laughs> one for each shooting. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I hope that four points is a four-point play per game. That'd be awesome. Imagine getting like one a game for just a season. <laughs> That's all you do. Um. So, Kyle, do you, do you, any games that you watched that you thought were exciting? Last night, the Sixers Wolves. In the last like three to four minutes. There were, I think it was seven lead changes between the two. And, you know, they went to overtime. Sixers pulled away. But it just showed that those two teams match up very well together. Both have a great big man. You pretty much just said exactly what I said about the Knicks mm-hmm. game, but just added two different teams to the mix. Well, you had to talk about the Sixers. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and that like, was, wait, sorry, I don't know. That was Tuesday night? That was last night. Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> that was day it was. <laughs> oh, God. Just everybody just private stock. Everybody at the table. Everyone do it. Um, you've been cut off, Kyle, from, from talking about basketball. So we're going to go to our real NBA insider. <laughs> he thought for sure you were going to say from the private stock. <laughs> <laughs> he so, looks right at the bottom. <laughs> so we've got um, some Christmas Day games coming up in the not-so-far future. Um, this year it gets a little... I feel like it gets a little overlooked this year because of the... The schedule, I mean, I just feel like like it's a... Like, I know the NFL doesn't play on Christmas Day. They'll play one game, right? I think the NFL does. Two. Two games. But 
like it's, it's right, I don't know. It's just right after a Sunday. I feel like it's just I don't know. But are you are you intrigued about the matchups, Kyle? I'm intrigued about a couple of games. Okay. The Cavs Warriors. You know. Beat well, yeah, we're on the lineup. Game. So the the games in order from time. So starting off the day is Knicks Seventy Sixers. So there'll be a shot of private stock for the loser of that we, game. We all know what's going to happen. It's going to be a buzzer beater either way. Like That's how all of our Knicks <laughs> tie. TJ McConnell can make the game win. We shot. don't have Melo to do it this year, so I guess Porzingis can do it. you. But that's just it, though. You guys are the underdogs now, so Ron Baker makes the game-winning Ooh. shot. The four-point uh, play. And then at 3 o'clock, we've got Cavs-Warriors. 5.30 is Wizards-Celtics. Will John Wall be okay for that? The real question is Isaiah going to be playing on Christmas Day? That's, was LeBron getting his Christmas present? That's true, too. Uh, then we have Rockets Thunder at 8, and Timberwolves Lakers at 10.30. I kind of looked down after I said it. <laughs> What's exciting about the Christmas games is that they're actually televising teams that like usually aren't televised, like the Timberwolves, the Sixers. Did you, you know. just watch those guys last night, or Tuesday night? We didn't watch it. But like, don't, team, they, were, they were normally not like televised. This year, you know, they're... What? Yeah. Caught that bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to t- untelevised teams. I didn't like the, the <laughs> fact that they're letting other teams be on TV except, like, you know, the Cavs and the Warriors and the Rockets. Who are all also on TV. Like, the Suns <laughs> have been on TV a lot. Download NBA Game Time. And, uh, we're not <laughs> advertise here. All right. So, I mean, which team do you think has the potential to be the, the, biggest, the biggest matchup? Like, the best, best game played? Cavs, Warriors. See, I don't think so. I feel didn't last time they played on Christmas wasn't it a blowout? Yeah, they they always I feel like regular season they never put up fun games. Yeah, uh, fun I see, for I see our game the Knicks Sixers being a we're always down on the wire, but now both teams are looking a lot better. I think I think Rockets Thunder has a lot of potential too. Yeah, um, it, it, you know it, we've seen games where we've seen games where the Thunder's big three is on, and if they're on. That, that can be really good. Everyone's going to be asleep for Wolves-Lakers already. Yeah. A lot of lasagna and red wine. Do you think Wizards-Celtics is boring? Yeah. It's just... I mean, it's a big rivalry now. It's just... I don't really know how much people are going to watch it because, you know, Kill football Uber. games. Kelly Oubre. What? I'm going to watch it for him. His supreme leg sleeve. Yeah. That was funny. I don't know. It's just, there's... I feel like I haven't really been as enticed this year as I have in, in seasons past. And it's it's weird because there's it's not the same two teams running the table. But I just I feel like after the past few years I just kinda know the inevitable end. Makes me sad. Like I was really looking forward for like Minnesota, but I don't think they really have the, the oomph yet to get to that level. I don't think the Celtics can do it. Nothing changes till LeBron retires. Yeah. That's that's the way No, it's true though. And it's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. But we'll kind of, we'll divvy off of, oh, yes? I, I just have a quick question. Jeff just made me think of this. Um, do you guys think LeBron retires a Cavalier? Yes. I do. He might sign somewhere else, but he'll probably retire. Well, I mean, like, I do you think, think. he's going to play somewhere else before he retires? Yeah. I think I, he I leaves think the Cavs this year. He's going to play for one more team. It could be the Cavs if he chooses to stay, but I think whatever his next contract is 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 the contract. LeBron's getting up there. He's gonna gonna want to go play in the desert. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say it. Phoenix. <laughs> well, they were saying Houston might be a good fit for him. I mean, any team is a good fit for LeBron. They were saying who every <laughs> time who was saying Adam Wazowski. That's not a real guy. Yes, it is. Is that the guy from Monsters Inc? <laughs> <laughs> Mike was out. <laughs> you know what? What did you say? That's that's awesome. I'm glad you said that. Private stock. Excellent. <laughs> I can't think of any lines from that movie. I'm not going to say any because I'll have to do private stock if I do. Oh well, come on! Say it. Give Join us one. me. No, I'm not. Give me one. That. No, I'm, I'm not doing private it. stock. If you don't, that's you know you can't do that. No yeah. balls. I'm not Jeff. That doesn't work for me. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I don't know. What, what players are really surprising you this year? Outside, you know, obviously. This is a good discussion because it's not the LeBron James, Steph Curry, you know. Even I don't really even think you can put Giannis into that discussion. I mean, he's playing better, but we kind of have come to expect that a little bit now. So what players are really surprising you this season except for Oladipo? (laughs) I knew knew that was a guy. Well, I said it before. I'm going to say Oladipo. 
I'm going to say Courtney Lee. Yeah. Courtney Lee. He's playing of, real well. Before he, he was a Nick last year, he kind of bounced around from team to team. He's always been like a good wing defender, three-point shooter. But he's taken over games, which is something he doesn't do. Uh, he's been consistent Ugh. both ends of the ball. He's pretty much been a really big part of our winning. Yeah. Souls, you got anybody? I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Okay. And, yes, You're last surprised. year, last year, you know, he scored a lot of points. Mm-hmm. This year, you know, he's keeping his team's in games more. They might not be doing last year, too, though. Yeah, they lost by, like, 30, like, 13 times last year. And he lost Bledsoe, too, so it's just him. True? It doesn't matter. Not a surprise. The young young team, you know, is really... He's the leader of that team, and it's really showing to prove that he can carry his team. All right, sure. Well, I mean, I guess I can piggyback off that with somebody that's like a surprise, but not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> well, I was say Porzingis, and the only reason I say that is because I didn't know what to expect with him being the guy yeah. on a team, especially bringing in these new pieces. It's true. And, you know, it's not like he worked up in the system with the same rotation around him. They added a lot of new pieces. They got rid of a very reliable scoring piece, and I think he's responded above and beyond what anybody could have expected or hoped. For sure. And uh, I think... Him and Bradley Beal, those are my two. I was really like nervous to see if he would take over as the face of New York. I mean, that's that's a big task, especially following Carmelo Anthony. And given the fact that he's not even old enough to drink yet, I know. Another name though, Donovan Mitchell from Utah. Yeah, you know they they thought going into the season they weren't going to have that scoring option. Yeah, he's put up a couple, what two or three forty point games. Yeah, recently. he he just he's shooting the ball. Well, and he's taking smart shots. He's not forcing. He's anything. also like I know he was a shooter in college, right? He's more he's of a driver. Sl- I was gonna say he's been slashing a lot. Yeah, he's he's a driver. Yeah. Um, I think one too, like kind of an under the radar one though. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, he's been playing very well this year, and he's getting his minutes bumped up, and, and it's showing. He's I think he put a lot of work in in the off season, and his jumper is really good. This yeah, year. he's really he's really elevated his scoring threat, other than. Cutting to the rim and dunking. That's what a lot of these power forwards need to do or have been doing. Yeah. You know, it's just part of the game now. You pretty much have to have an outside shot. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's crazy. Another one, Chris Dunn. You know, had an abysmal season last year. The Bulls traded for him. Good word, Kyle. <laughs> and the Bulls traded for him, hoping that <laughs> he could, uh, you know, get his, get his ship together. And he proved that he can actually play in the NBA. He's not, you know, he's not afraid to shoot. He's not afraid to drive. He's playing really good defense, too. Yeah, he's he's being the guy that Minnesota wanted him to be. Maxie Marshall, do you have anybody? Um, the first name that came to mind for me was Kyrie. I was I didn't expect him to play super well this year, especially when Hayward went down, and he's playing great. It, it was surprising. Sure. How many minutes into the season did Hayward go down? Do we know that? Uh, Three. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it was like, it might have been three. It was, it was like, in the first quarter, though, right? Five it, it was very early. Oh, that's so terrible. All right, so same question, but with disappointments. What players are disappointing you so far this season? Mock, go. Yep. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, so, I mean, I'll kind of lead off with one, but I'm just going to pretty much just say Oklahoma. I don't know. Like, yeah. like they're, they're winning some games, but like they're not even in the playoff picture if the season were to end today. I know there's tons of basketball to be played, but, you know, I, coming into the season, I feel like a lot of teams kind of expected them to be – uh, heavyweight contender. I feel like a lot of an a- analysis kind of thought that they would be projected in the four, three seed at this point in the season. I mean, they're sitting at the nine seed comfortably, and I don't know, it just hasn't really seemed to click. Yeah, the name for me would be CJ McCollum. You know, he was a guy last year that really peaked with uh, Damian Lillard. This year, he's shooting like under thirty percent from behind the arc. Not, he's only scoring about thirteen points a game. The Blazers are struggling because he ain't shooting well. You know, Damian Lillard shooting well. <laughs> Lillard can only do so much, and he's not helping him at all. You know, real quick, I was thinking about this. Um, the backtrack we talked about surprises. I'd like to throw Dwight Howard into that conversation as well. Yeah, he is starting to research. He's starting to look like Dwight Howard from Orlando. Kemba Walker too. Yeah, they're both playing well. Um, UConn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like too for disappointment's sake. Um. Uh, what's his, uh, Al Horford? He hasn't really. 
I mean, like he's older and yeah. but and like he he was kind of relied on more for scoring last year with Kyrie. That kind of takes away. But I just feel like he really hasn't really been anything to marvel at. Like I mean, I can't ever like you know anytime you get a notification about a Celtics game, I don't ever see his name in any of the headlines. You know, I, I don't, you know, watch it, the top plays. You don't, you know, he's not involved in them, like not even an assist or blocks or anything like that. Just, I don't know. I don't want to say it again, but Lonzo Ball has been a disappointment. And strictly due to his attitude, in my opinion. But you look at his stats, he's not playing terrible basketball. He's playing great defense, and he's been a, a plus playmaker. But it's the shooting, like, he can shoot. He's just, he can score. He was a natural scorer in college, and he just, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't have the fire. If we can jump back real quick to the surprising again, I have two names, Dennis Schroeder and Tobias Harris. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, but also... But, like, he was given the, that team. Who the hell else is going to do it? Well, exactly. Like, I didn't think, like, he can carry the load. Like, I didn't think he would He's be able to Duracell score. He's a Duracell battery. Of course he can. I, I was waiting for someone to say that. I didn't think he can uh, score, you know, 20 to 25 points a game. Top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> top. And, <laughs> oh, gross. And, and also Tobias Harris, you know, is scoring 18 points a game. It's like a young Paul Pierce. He's playing good defense, you know. He, he's actually showing what he's supposed to be. All right, that's fair. Red Baron? Uh, Rudy Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I didn't even know he was still playing. I found out recently he was still playing, and he is just a disaster. <laughs> what team did he play for? The Spurs. <laughs> Jeff, help me. I was, I was, I was, I was me whispering. I was wondering what you were about to say because it didn't sound like an NBA, NBA team. <laughs> I was the Broncos. <laughs> Kyle, actually, didn't you call him like a cancer to basketball? He is a cancer to the, every Ass. team he plays for. Every team he Sad. played for just does worse. Yeah, they said that about J.R. Smith, but now look at him. So I guess the Spurs okay, won the title this year. Memphis traded I, 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 for I, 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 him. Memphis I, I, traded I, I, for him, right? <laughs> he you guys want to wrestle about it? What? You guys want to wrestle about it? Shut up, man. It is battle of the gray sweatsuits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to post a picture. Yeah, we even have like similar shoes. <laughs> oh, man. And the hats. Perfect. That would be a nice picture. Let's, yeah. let's, we'll put that up. Prompos. So, yeah. <laughs> real, quick, real quick, we'll go on the horn. Uh, Western Conference Finals matchup. Red Baron. Uh, Golden State, Houston. Jamar. Yep. <laughs> Souls. San Antonio, Houston. Ooh. Wow. Golden State, Houston. You can't say that. Someone already said it. It's been said twice. We have to pick a new thing. Golden State, San Antonio. No, nope, that's been said twice. Sorry. You could have said Houston, <laughs> Golden State. <laughs> I said, yeah, there's so many options. Um, no one said Dallas yet. Because <laughs> they're in last. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Go Mark Cuban. Uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm going to say Houston, San Antonio as well. I think I think Golden State gets bit. I'd like to see that happen. Same same question, Eastern Conference, Maxine. Cavs, Celtics. Souls? Hit him with a look at Red Baron. See Kyle's uh, name. Cavs, Wizards. Yuck. Jamart? Cavs, Sixers. Ooh. I'm not high five <laughs> Red Baron? <laughs> Cavs, Wizards. Kyle is now standing showing us his erection. Cavs, <laughs> Cavs Wizards? Cavs, Wizards. Try more. All right. I won't even look at him. Ready for this one? Bold prediction here? Celtics, Raptors. Really? I don't think Cleveland or Golden State makes it to the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. It's just false hope. No, it's not. I would it like to question is. if the NBA rigged this season, if that happened. <laughs> I am the NBA. New York's looking good, right? Uh-oh. But you just do. I don't know. I think there's like a, a small... Just rip off your fingernail? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so we've given our Eastern and Western Conference uh, predictions. So which of your two teams make it to the finals, and who's winning? J-Mart. Golden State <laughs> is losing to Cleveland. San Antonio, Cleveland. San Antonio takes it. All right. Golden State over Cleveland. Cleveland beats Houston. Toronto beats Houston. Shit, that means Houston's going to win because the last time you did this, <laughs> you you had them losing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> so, real quick, who are the Steelers losing to in the Super Bowl? 
The Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's NBA talk. Um, Souls, you've been real helpful today. Very proud of you. Excellent, excellent. Um, the next time we do an NBA show, I'm going to ask you a random statistical question. Okay. And you are going to have to give me the... You said the next show. The, the next so show we do, not right now. Do I not? No, I'm not doing it right now. We'll call it the Denzel Valentine. Go no, that's not a statistical <laughs> question. So you can have some private stock. Michigan State. Um, Average 21 points a game. That's not true. Eight, right, eight rebounds. Eight robs. Eight robs. Eight robs. Um, I'm going to ask you a statistical Check. question. It's going to either be points, rebounds, steals, blocks, whatever. And you have to give me the top five in order, one through five. For everyone you get wrong, is a shot of private stock. So I want to call out of work the next day or request the next day off. So let me know when this is happening. All right. Uh, beer reviews, the, the goose reviews. I had the oatmeal stout. I enjoyed it. Had a, a sweetness to it. Now, these all came from the same pack, did they not? Yeah. What was the name of the pack? Uh, the flight. The flight. Yeah. It's a flight, flight pack. I highly recommend it. I don't know how many oatmeal stouts I've had prior, but I enjoyed this one. Breakfast out. I'm a very big fan of the Fulton Street blend. A lot of times with the coffee beers, you just get like a heavy porter or something like that, and it's it's just heavy. This is nice. You still get like the crisp beer, the ale, but you you know with the little coffee in it. Probably gonna drink one tomorrow morning. Excellent, <laughs> bright and early. Bright. I I had the Koi Wolf. Oh, your machine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I <laughs> I, had Koi I had the Koi Wolf. Wolf. It was pretty good. That's all I got. Mark, you're up. <laughs> the, uh, the alt beer is nice. It's, it's a nice switch up. I drink a lot of IPA, so this was a nice change of pace. Nice. I liked it. An alternative beer. Um, there you go. And well, I hadn't, didn't do one on the show. Um, so the first review in the, the Farmhouse Ale series from Goose Island, uh, other than it exploding <laughs> all over my persons, um, it was very good. Uh, this is the first time I've had one of the, the Farmhouse Ales aged for the entire duration. That thing kind of busted on your face there. Yeah, it, it acid cured me real quick. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way no jokes are made. Oh, I'm making that joke. Um, but it was very good. It, it got, got a real funk to it. The farmhouse ales kind of already have a natural funk to them, but it really tastes the yeast doing its job in this one. Wait, Jeff, what is it? Yeast. <laughs> and uh, some light, light fruitiness on it. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Make sure to, make sure to tune in next week. We look for, forward to your next for review. An, for another one that's going <laughs> to blow in my face. Um, I believe Machine Washable has some social media and promo news. Well, yeah. Um, you know, take a minute. Listen to our friends over at the Musing While Boozing po- podcast. Musing While Boozing. Because the best thinking happens while drinking. Hot topics over cold drinks. I'm Mike. And I'm Carl. Do you like to laugh? And do you love to drink? Check out musingwhileboozing.com. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Musing While Boozing, where the next round is always on us. And be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, Paul made a really funny face. <laughs> find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. And Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD, whether you're getting a load of beer blown in your face or you're having sex with Kyle. And subscribe on iTunes and Podbean, and you can find us every morning from 7 to 8 a.m. on the Lieb Sports Network. Every morning. And every Sunday from 12 to 1 p.m. on the PPRN Radio Network. I feel like I just rinsed with mouthwash that someone had dumped cinnamon in. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not going away. Yeah, it hangs around a little bit. It, it feels like... Do you hate it? It feels like I just chewed Tums that were wrapped in spearmint gum. Do you hate it? I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you don't know if it's good, but it's not bad. Here's the thing. I don't hate it, but I don't want any more. Fair? <laughs> so it sounds like you need time. some more. <laughs> um, make sure to listen to our friends at the PPRN Network every yep. uh, every Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday good night. Thing, good thing I reassured that. I said the wrong day. Every Tuesday and Wednesday night is the uh, Peter Pino show, and on Thursdays they have the Latin soundtrack. Yep, and we're on Sundays, and we're excited for more viewers and listeners tell your friends yeah and until next time download the app download the down, PPR yeah, download app. the app but until then i'm your host is cupcake the riddler i'm mark sheen washable nope i'm the man of many names <laughs> i'm j mark and i'm the red baron yeah. Yeah.